Hello, HSP Wellness Warriors. Daphne here. Tanya and I are taking a summer break from our normal podcast recording while we're both working on some exciting new projects that we'll be sharing with you soon. During this time on the podcast, we'll be sharing previous talks from my highly sensitive and strong Facebook community, along with some of our guided meditations. And now on to today's episode on what it means to be highly sensitive. If you'd like to be part of the conversation on more talks like this one, please join me in the Highly Sensitive and Strong Facebook community. I'll post the link in the show notes. If you happen to be new to our group or new to our live trainings, Welcome. If you've been here a while, welcome back. I'm Daphne Lee, aka Yogi Ranger. And um, which I, I say that it's it's funny, that really comes from my many years of teaching yoga, followed by the eight years that I spent as um, a national park ranger, also. And my kids and I came up with that quite a number of years ago. So anyway, Yogi Ranger, that's my nickname. I am the founder of this group. I am the creator of the Freedom from Anxiety program, as well as being a coach for highly sensitive people and a longtime yoga and meditation teacher. So, according to research um, by Dr. Elaine Aaron, which she began in 1991 and still continues to this day, high sensitivity is an innate trait, meaning it's something that we are born with, and it's shared by roughly 20% of the population. And it's been found now in over a hundred other species, including dogs, fish, and birds. So today we're going to be talking about some of the common characteristics of high sensitivity and also how it can contribute to things like anxiety. But it's really important to know that being highly sensitive is not a diagnosis and it is not a disorder. And it can create some challenges for us, but it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with us. And in fact, once we learn how to care for our sensitive nervous system and for our um, active minds, it has the potential of really truly being one of our greatest strengths. So there is often an assumption that to be sensitive is a weakness or a flaw. And many highly sensitive people grow up thinking that there is something wrong with them because maybe they've been told from a young age that they are too sensitive, that they're too shy, or that they're overreacting to things. So can you relate to that, my friends? Have any of you ever been told that you worry too much, that you need to grow a thicker skin, or you should stop being so sensitive, or maybe even that you should toughen up and not take things so personally? 
If so, then it is possible, um, if not even likely, that you are a highly sensitive person and you are not alone in your experience. So the truth is that highly sensitive people have a lot to offer the world. Um, it's even thought that that high sensitivity in the species is one of the things that um, helps species to survive, the, the highly sensitive members, um, because they're more aware of what's going on around them. And you could see how that would be really helpful. Um, and so the truth is, you know, we have the potential to be great leaders, great mentors and guides for others once we learn how to take good care of ourselves and to really step into our full potential. So I want to talk about some of the common characteristics of highly sensitive people. So they tend to be highly intuitive and sensitive to their environment. So they might be really good at doing things like walking into a room and knowing what needs to be done in order to help other people feel more comfortable. Many HSPs, highly sensitive people, are naturally very empathetic and compassionate towards others. They tend to feel very connected to nature and have a deep appreciation for the arts, as well as being creative and being able to think outside of the box. Um, highly sensitive people often resonate with being on a spiritual path or on a healing journey in their own lives. And they're often searching for deeper connections and they might really long to feel a sense of belonging in the world. And they might find that they often feel uncomfortable in social situations where everything is focused on like making small talk. Um, but they'll often do great with more meaningful one-on-one -on -one conversations with people. And then highly sensitive people have a deep need to withdraw after a busy day into a place where they can restore their energy because they can so easily become overwhelmed and overstimulated by the world. Um, they tend to have a really deep and diverse emotional landscape and they can have a tendency to overthink, which makes them prone to overwhelm, burnout, and anxiety, especially in more toxic or challenging circumstances. And the flip side of that is that highly sensitive people really thrive when they're given nourishing environments and again, they have the potential to be great leaders and healers of this world. So, you know, everyone is sensitive in their own way. So I'm not saying that there are people who are sensitive and people who are not. We all have things that we're sensitive to and we all kind of land somewhere on the spectrum and we all have different things that kind of activate us. 
But there are some important and even measurable characteristics that are typically shared by those who are highly sensitive. And um, these, these can often be described using the acronym DOES. So D-O-E-S. DOES stands for depth of processing, overstimulation, emotional reactivity or empathy, and then also sensitivity to subtleties. So we're going to break each one of those down. So the first one, D, is for depth of processing. And this refers to the fact that we process information deeply. And this involves things like considering all the various elements of a situation before we come to a decision about it, and sometimes going over information numerous times to make sure that we have remembered or understood things correctly. Um, We often relate or compare information and concepts to other concepts and information. And this is something that can actually help to increase our intuition, um, which is something else that tends to be strong for highly sensitive people. So our depth of processing can show up at times as overthinking, worrying, or ruminating about things. But it also means that when we learn how to work with our thoughts or to shift our negative thought patterns, then we can really be able to analyze and reflect on situations in a way that can really foster deep personal growth within us. So this is one of the reasons why I really love the practices of mindfulness, meditation, and journaling, because they give us a very focused way to work with our thoughts without getting swept up um, into our worries and our fears or our ruminations. So O is for overstimulation in the DOES acronym. And and overstimulation is really referring to um, the ability of highly sensitive people to take in many details um, from their surroundings. And and as a result, we can more easily feel overwhelmed by our environments. So if we're in an environment with a lot of noise, with a lot of stimulus, and, um, you know, a lot of activity, it can easily become overwhelming for highly sensitive people. Um, and, and they'll often really need alone time and to take space for themselves after they've been in a very busy environment so that they can process or so that they can recover from what they were exposed to. Now, one thing that I think is really interesting is, you know, when I said that we all kind of land on a spectrum with these things is that some highly sensitive people are also found to be high sensation seeking. So even though we can easily become overstimulated, 
um, you know, we might be more likely to seek out adventures or to, um, you know, seek out new challenges. And this isn't true of all highly sensitive people, but some do fall into that category. I actually happen to be um, one of those people that falls into both of those categories. And it's a really interesting paradox to live with. Because on the one hand, we really need to guard and protect ourselves against, you know, the things that cause overstimulation and burnout and anxiety. And at the same time, um, we love to push ourselves and challenge ourselves and seek out adventures and try new things. And so it's, it's a really interesting dance to have in life. Oftentimes, um, again, when we've when we've been overstimulated, when we've even even just going to work for the day, if we're in an environment around a lot of people, you might find that you get home at the end of the night and you just kind of need to go take some space to yourself before you're really ready to um, integrate into being active and engaged if with your family, if you have a family or with your partner or friends or loved ones. So one of the things that we focus on in my Freedom from Anxiety program is learning specific techniques to care for all of our five senses, because this is something that I found to be incredibly useful for highly sensitive people and people who have anxiety, especially because we live today in such a fast-paced an overstimulating world. We have information coming in at us all the time um, in a way that a hundred years ago we didn't experience. I mean, even 30 or 40 years ago, it was very different. The third part of the acronym E is for our emotional reactivity or also our empathy. And, and this refers to the fact that highly sensitive people feel things very deeply, which means sometimes we can take things very personally. Um, we often respond to our environment with a variety and depth of emotional experiences. And this includes both um, positive and negative experiences. What I mean by that is that we are really strongly impacted both by traumatic or challenging circumstances, as well as having the potential to be very positively impacted by, you know, nurturing um, situations. So, even though we may be very deeply affected by traumatic experiences, when we are then given um, the right conditions, we have a tremendous capacity to heal and to recover. Besides having their own very strong emotions, highly sensitive people often find themselves being a bit of a sponge and absorbing the emotions of other people. And sometimes it can even be hard for them to distinguish between their own emotions 
and the emotions of people around them. Or if you've ever noticed, like if you walk into a room that you might kind of pick up immediately that something something's off with like your partner or your kid um, or, or a friend and, and you might really kind of take on their, their emotions very quickly. And this is why it's so important for us to learn how to set healthy boundaries. And this is another one of the topics that I'm going to be covering in this series of training. So not tonight, but in one of the upcoming ones. And then S is for our sensitivity to subtleties. So highly sensitive people are more in touch with the subtleties in their environment. And this can include not just in picking up on things around us, but it means that we can also be more sensitive to things that we take in, whether that's um, through you know, like our mouths, food, caffeine, medications, um, as well as, you know, being sensitive to smells, being sensitive to, you know, a lot of visual stimulation or a lot of loud noises. Um, we're also tend to be really sensitive to our physical environment and also to social environments. So large crowds, other people's moods, um, even picking up on nonverbal cues from other people can have a strong impact on us. Um, so you might really, um, I know for me that it's really disturbing if, if someone is saying something to me and, and there's something that I'm picking up in their, in them that that kind of gives me the feeling that they're not being authentic um that that that's something that i really pick up on at times with people and that can be really hard well it's just challenging because you, we want to take people at face value but if what they're saying is not matching up with what we're picking up on we can sometimes then question ourselves or doubt ourselves, or we can have a, a hard time trusting others. The, another thing is, is that we can be really sensitive to subtle changes within our own internal environment, both with our bodily sensations and with our thoughts and emotions. And I think that this is another one of the reasons why we can be so susceptible to anxiety and health anxiety, because we are so sensitive to the subtle changes um, in how we feel and overthinking and worry can come very naturally to us. So when we feel something that's out of the ordinary, it's really easy for our mind to jump to the conclusion that something must be wrong. And once we start to go down that track, it can be hard to turn back. And the next thing we know, we're getting into fight or flight mode or we're stuck imagining all the worst case scenarios 
So have any of you experienced that before? Or we'll even, you know, like sometimes we'll realize that we're experiencing fear and we didn't even notice the thought that caused the fear or that preceded it. And then, and then we just feel this sudden rush of adrenaline. And now we're like, oh my gosh, something's wrong. Um, and, and then our mind is just off and running with all the worst case things that could be happening. So, um, again, I will go back to this is one of the reasons why um, I really love the practices of mindfulness and meditation, because they allow us to, in a way, interrupt that thought process um, that we can kind of spin off in to where we can come back and and just, you know, get present in this moment, we can look around and see like, okay, there's no tiger in the room, I'm safe right now. Um, Or, you know, or we can, we can stop to question like, our thoughts, because so many of our thoughts, they're just thinking and, and they're often not true. They're not based in current reality it's it's us just imagining worst case scenarios so some of the primary traits of highly sensitive people that we've just touched on are that they have a rich complex inner life they process things very deeply they feel things very deeply they tend to think a lot And they're very aware of subtleties in their environment and in themselves and in other people. And as a result, they can often feel overwhelmed by the things that they're taking in by sensory input. And each and every one of us has our own unique ways of perceiving the world You know, a lot of the beliefs that we carry are beliefs that we learned when we were children before we became capable of choosing what our beliefs would be. And, um, and of course, not all highly sensitive people are going to have the same struggles. And, and many people who don't identify with being highly sensitive are also going to relate to having some of these challenges. So even though um, being highly sensitive is partially explained by our genetics and, and they've like observed it through scientific studies and specific differences in regions of the brain, Research also shows that the expression of our sensitivity is heavily influenced by environment. So there's both nature and nurture, so to speak. And um, one of the things that Dr. Elaine Aaron suggests is that our parenting plays a big role in deciding whether our sensitivity is expressed in a way that is advantageous to us, or if our sensitivity is more likely to become a source of anxiety for us. 
And, and they find that about 50% of the traits can be also explained by our environmental conditions. So that nurture part of, of growing up. And with that, I want to say, because I think it's so important for us to remember this, that no matter what our past experiences have been, no matter you know what our childhood was like or what kinds of traumas we may have faced in life, that we can still learn how to um, really embody our sensitivities in a way that strengthens us. It just it just takes doing the inner work. And, um, you know, research has shown that if a highly sensitive person has spent time in really challenging situations or in more toxic environments, um, such as during childhood, that they are more vulnerable to the impact of trauma or to having some mental and emotional struggles like depression or anxiety. And, um, and so, you know, it's not something to beat ourselves up for. It's in some ways, it's, it's part of who we are. But again, I think it's so important to point out that the pain that stems from our wounds can also become some of our greatest gifts because they can often propel us onto a really significant path of healing and transformation in our own life. And then it also deepens our capacity to have empathy and compassion for other people who may have um, suffered in similar ways. So um, a lot of times highly sensitive people will experience a great longing for meaning and for purpose in their own lives. And, and we can struggle when we don't feel like we are living in a way that is aligned with our values, with our purpose. And, and that can then sometimes lead us to doing a bit of soul searching and to seek out more meaningful ways of living and um, and can really kind of strengthen our desire and our capacity to do the deeper work that it takes to um, to really go through the healing and the transformations. So I think, you know, for myself, this is why I was not content to listen when my psychiatrist many years ago told me not to worry about why my anxiety happened in the first place and that I should just take the addictive medication that I was being prescribed. Um, and, and honestly, I'm so glad that I really had that, that deep inner longing to search for something more than feeling like I was just surviving from one day to the next. Um, so I want to say if you made it this far um, with today's training, thank you for being here. I want you to know if you are struggling 
with anxiety, with depression, with burnout, with some of the health struggles that can go along with all of this, or with just, you know, feeling overwhelmed, you're not alone. And I like to think that you found your way to our community for a reason, um, because you want something in your life to change. And it's so wonderful that we have this community of people who can relate to one another. And, you know, in terms of the things that I share, it's you're not going to be finding miracle cures or quick fixes, although you will learn some really great tools that can help you to deal with things like anxiety and panic in the moment, because that's something that I've had a ton of experience with myself. However, if you are willing to do the deeper inner work and to just keep at it, and if you really embrace a growth mindset, if you're open to considering new ways of thinking about things, then I know because I've experienced it myself and I've seen many other people experience it, that it is absolutely possible to transform your relationship with yourself with your struggles and how you experience your day-to-day life with being a highly sensitive person. I I know for myself, I really used to live in fear. I mean, that's no joke. I I mean, I developed full-blown agoraphobia when um, back when I was in the thick of panic and anxiety disorder and I was in a constant state of fear. And even after that, I, for years, was like exhausted and wired from being an anxious person. And I really struggled on a lot of different levels. But these days, you know, I I, I still think that every time someone tells me that I have a very calming or a very reassuring presence that you know, sometimes it makes me chuckle a little bit inside and it, and it really just makes me reflect on how far I've come. And that's why I'm out here trying to share these things because I've been at this for 30 years now and, um, and I don't want it to take other people 30 years <laughs> to figure this stuff out and to figure out how to take care of themselves as a highly sensitive person because it's really not all that complicated. You know, I'm really happy to report in my own life that I experienced so many more moments of, of, you know, true like inner peace and contentment with life, even when I'm faced with um, challenging circumstances. And I really believe it's because I've learned how to take care of myself as a highly sensitive person. So I want to leave you today with one really tangible practice and um, a bit of homework, if you will. So I'd like for you to simply set the intention, maybe even put a reminder like in your phone um, to really start to notice how you find yourself responding to the world around you. So I'd love for you to take five minutes or maybe more if you have it to um At the end of each day, before you go to bed, just let's just say for the next week that you will take five minutes to just reflect on how your day went 
and you can journal if that works for you or if if you don't want to write you know we we all have like the audio function on our phone where we can make a a verbal note but but just start to really notice and kind of document how did you feel after social situations or going to work or interacting with different people in your life um, notice, start to really notice how do the moods of other people affect your mood? How do you respond to that? Notice how your body responds to the things that you're taking in, that you're eating and drinking, and that you're taking in through all of your senses. So for example, you know, if you like to, like many people, I kick back and watch some stuff on Netflix at the end of the day, notice how you feel after you watch different kinds of TV shows, or if you've taken in um, and consumed the news, or even just reading the news, versus how do you feel if you go spend some time outdoors for a little while? So I want you to just get really curious about what nourishes you and what leaves you feeling frazzled or depleted or overwhelmed because we can't change the things that we're not aware of. So we want to start by simply developing our awareness of how the world is actually affecting us. And then from there, um, like I said, we're going to have a few more series in this particular topic coming up over the next few weeks, and I'll keep announcing them in the group. And, um, you know, in that way, we can, can, can keep looking at what are some tangible things that we can do to find more balance, more ease, more peace within ourselves as highly sensitive people. If you are ready to do deeper work, if you're interested in working with me more to address the root causes of anxiety and overwhelm, um, you want to improve your overall health, feel free to reach out to me. So I'd be happy to talk to any of you to see if, um, if I might be able to help or if we'd be a good fit for working together. Thank you all so much for joining. And I'll see you next time. Have a great week.